Welcome to California School News Radio. Here are your hosts, Kevin Osmus and Drew Schlossberg. Good day to you. This is California School News Radio, the voice of education in California. Every week we bring you newsmakers from the world of education to discuss what's going right in our schools from the perspective of administrators, teachers, students, parents, and community members. I am Kevin Osmus from VMA Communications, and with me today, as always, is my colleague and co-host Drew Schlossberg. How are you doing today, Drew? Just enjoying a beautiful day here in Southern California. Oh, it is beautiful, and it's magnificent, and our show is also magnificent today, so let's get right to it. Jessica Estrada received an AA in Mass Media and Communications from Rio Hondo College in 2015. This degree helped launch a career as a media communicator and digital content creator. You can check out her work at prancingfox.com, as well as several other social media platforms that she has. Earlier this year, Jessica was one of just 100 digital creators selected to join the Artemis One NASA Social media team at the Kennedy Space Center in Florida to document for her followers and everyone else the historic launch of the newest United States space mission. There was a little disappointment as the Artemis space launch was postponed not once, but twice, but this has done little to dim Jessica's enthusiasm, who hopes to make a third trip to Florida to see this mission through. But she's already received an experience of a lifetime and is here with us today to tell her story. So Jessica, welcome to California School News Radio. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for the opportunity to share my time uh, at NASA and my experience. So again, thank you so much. Well, it is an honor to have you on the program. Boy, you're a a writer, a musician, an influencer, an educator, a mother. You uh, are also one of the most positive and upbeat people I've ever met. (laughs) So, you know, generally we start at the beginning and move forward. But I think in this case, uh, we want to start at the present and work backward. Uh, How did you get selected to the NASA team and how amazing was your experience? Oh, my goodness. I mean, the experience was amazing, as you can imagine. But um, to be honest, I actually wanted to take a break from social media. And in doing so, the only social media that I keep active is LinkedIn, just because, you know, I'm not going to be on there for a long time. (laughs) I'll only be on there for a little bit. And just by, I just happened to go on one morning and I saw the opportunity that NASA posted to be part of the social media experience, the NASA social for Artemis One. I read through it. I was excited because um, I did not know about Artemis. I was not up to date. If anything, I follow NASA because I just love that they share about space. I love the imagery. Um, very basic, very sur- surface level. I'm not a scientist. That is not my background. <laughs> Anyhow, I saw the uh, the opportunity. I read through it, and you know the criteria, which was you know must have a, so- a large social media following, must have a very specific audience, and so I was like. I kind of fit this box. I, I kind of fit this. So I felt like I barely fit, you know, the criteria. And I knew it was a shot in the dark. And I actually cried um, <laughs> in that moment because I was thinking, wow, I've, I've been a fan of NASA, a very simple fan, I should say, of NASA for such a long time. 
And here's this opportunity that I get to apply for. And so that alone made me cry. And my husband is like, it was early in the morning too. It was probably like 6.30 right before I was about to get ready for work. He's like, why are you sniffling? Why are you crying? I was like, because I could probably apply for this NASA social. And it was just very, very moving in that moment. So you you cried even before you it was announced that you had, had made the program. So uh, <laughs> yes, just at the opportunity alone, um, that's 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 crazy but and then so when was the big day when did you find out yeah so I, I applied for it that same day and then maybe three days later I got an email from NASA which was weird to see that in my inbox and it said that I had been selected to participate in the Artemis launch NASA social I was in shock I was I was working remotely, so I was at home talking to myself like, wait, wait a minute, is this for me? Wait, wait a minute, hold on. And so tears were falling down, a very emotional moment for me. And I messaged my husband right away to let him know, my mom and my sisters, my family. And I was still in disbelief. And so I, and at the end of the email, it said .gov. So I knew it was official, <laughs> but still I was in disbelief. But then of course, overwhelmed with a lot of excitement and a lot of tears did follow for sure. So Jessica, what is Artemis One? Oh my goodness, Artemis One. Um, it is a rocket that is going to be launched to the moon. So this mission is actually going to send the US back to the moon for the second time. So we're all familiar with Apollo and Neil Armstrong and his experience on the moon. So this will be the second time we go back to the moon. And what's unique about this is that we will go back to the moon sending the first a woman as well as person of color to walk on the moon. So it's a huge historical moment um, in humanity. This is, this is amazing for us. And just like Apollo, there's gonna be a series of Artemis. So if you've been hearing about this, if you hear Artemis one, that means that this rocket is actually gonna be launched um, to orbit the moon. And it's, gonna, it's not gonna have a crew on it. It's gonna be crewless. It's going to collect a lot of data for about six weeks orbiting the moon and then come back to, you know, the U.S. And NASA will be able to extract that data to see if everything goes good. Artemis 2 is actually going to have a crew on it. They will not launch on the moon for, with Artemis 2. That crew will just orbit the moon some more, do a lot of data testing, come back to the U.S., come back to Earth, I should say. And then Artemis 3 will launch the same astronauts over to the moon and and Artemis 3 will actually have those astronauts walk on the moon. And again, I'm super excited to share again that those astronauts will have the first woman and the first person of color to walk on the moon. Huge moment uh, for history. And so, so happy to be a part of it, to document it. No, that's great. And what are the time frames for that? Um, you said that the relaunch or relaunch launch is uh, going to be September 27, correct? Yeah, so for Artemis 1, they are going to attempt to, to launch it September 27, 2022. And if that is scrubbed, which means canceled, they have to be sensitive with the words that they use. It's going to, they're going to try again in, in sometime in October. So I might not make it to the September one, but in October, if, if uh, it's scrubbed in September, then I will definitely be there in October. Right. And so what is you what have you been doing? What's your role? Is your role just to blast it out to your uh, two zillion followers and uh, just talk about your experiences? Uh, tell me what you're doing. 
Yeah. So that is the rule for every single digital creator that was selected to share from our perspective, everything that we've learned, you know, while we were at NASA, what we've learned about Artemis, our thoughts, our feelings. And that's really awesome and unique. I I loved this approach that NASA had because I get to share from my experience as someone who really doesn't know, I'm not, you know, I don't have a science background or engineer, but I'm just an artistic person. I get to have a voice in sharing my experience about Artemis. And so that's what was my role and my responsibility. So it was really exciting to, to, to learn about something that I, I may have seen or, you know, in a movie or heard about in history class, but to be on the grounds of NASA, to see Artemis, and then to share from my perspective as a woman, as a person of color, um, as someone that's artistic, I thought that was really awesome that NASA gave me the opportunity to share, you know, the experience from my voice for my audience. Right. Now, did you go back in time and then look at uh, the other former space landings, you know, with uh, Armstrong, of course, and uh, other folks then going, my goodness. Uh, and I, Kevin uh, and I are a little bit older than you, and I know vividly where I was when we first landed on the moon. But did you go back and look at that just with uh, just complete awe? I absolutely, absolutely. Um, In Netflix, they recently released a documentary about the Challenger. I did watch a what's called Inspiration Four. It's a Netflix show that showcases astronauts like about a year ago that was able a commercial astronaut. So four very simple people that were selected from, I believe, SpaceX to go up to space for three days and then come back Um, that documentary did talk about Apollo, the Challenger and other missions. And so it does come more to life for me now because I've been at the Kennedy Space Center and where some of the, you know, successful, you know, launches as well as those that weren't so much successful, you know, took place. It's like, oh my gosh, I was there. I was standing there. And so that part of history and information comes to life to me more now because I was, I was there. I, I, I saw the iconic, you know, vehicle assembly building and the launch pad and, you know, learned so much about it. So, yes. And and I will tell you this, since people have found out that I've been part of this experience, I have been getting so many movie recommendations to watch. (laughs) So my list is is long now, but I I do intend to go back and really immerse myself in past um, launches. You say that you're not a scientist. Uh, That makes at least two of us. I'm not going to speak (laughs) for Drew, but I think that actually makes three of us here. But I know that everything about the space program is cool. I mean, you were right there up front. I watched, I I, I, I saw some of your coverage. Uh, I know that you were just completely immersed in the program. You were in meetings where the astronauts were talking to you and other officials of NASA. And you did this like crew in a car that it looked like you were close enough to touch the rocket. And I can only imagine just how awe-inspiring that must be to be that close to a rocket that is going to the moon. Talk a little bit about that, just kind of just like the thrill of being there. And then uh, also and then just talk about some of the other uh, content creators that you met there and befriended. Yeah, the, I mean just witnessing and looking at Artemis and understanding that that rocket is going to go to the moon and just be part of history was incredible. I mean, the rocket is huge. 
it, it is massive and really um, breathtaking kind of leaves you speechless. And so just seeing it being in front of it and understanding like the amount of power and what it's really going to do is was just incredible. I was curious, why did they name it Artemis? And the reason why they named it Artemis is because the rocket that landed on the moon that took humans to the moon was called Apollo. And if you know, Apollo has a sister and, and her name is Artemis. So it's only fitting that Artemis would go back to where her brother was and and just kind of and I'm, I'm a, I am an artistic poetic person so I, I, I listen to that information and let it kind of digest in my heart and my soul and really like being in the presence of Artemis this huge rocket was like being in front of like a goddess that would be Artemis you know it's massive it's powerful it's going to um orbit the earth I mean orbit in space and so you know a lot of that really hit home for me it just kind of brought to life the magnitude of this rocket all the other digital creators of course we're in awe but we're digital creators so what are we going to do when we see something really cool we're going to pull out our phones we're going to pull out our cameras and so we had moments to really digest and look at this beautiful rocket we had lots of moments to document it to take pictures to um do videos with you know artemis right behind us and i think that's so cool because with the followers that i have and knowing who I am, I just think it's really, for me, representation matters. So to be able to get my phone, have Artemis right behind me, and I get to talk about it with as much knowledge as what I could, you know, retain, was such a cool, cool moment to this massive rock is right behind me. I get to share my experience. I'm here at NASA. You know, it, it's such a moving moment in my life, such a defining moment in my life to be in the presence of that. So it was great. It was magical. It was everything that you could imagine being in the presence of a historical rocket, you know, would be. It's very, very awesome. Did you get to meet the crew at all? No. So the astronauts are not selected just yet. So those names will be released very soon. Yes. Well, let me, I, I, you did mention that it was crewless. I would remind you that crewless also rhymes with clueless, which obviously that question was a little bit clueless on my, I'm sorry. No, well, I know, no, that's okay. Because I walked into the experience thinking that the astronauts were already selected. So I was typing like, who is the woman that is selected? Who is the person of color? And then I too was clueless. And, uh, and then I found out like, oh, they haven't selected them just yet. So that will be in the future. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait because I did meet astronauts over there. So I'm thinking, did I meet one of them? <laughs> were one of these, you know, astronauts that I met, someone that is going to be launched to space in Artemis. I can't wait. As long as it's not Elon Musk or any oh. of these other billionaires, <laughs> uh, you know, just a good old fashioned astronaut. Yeah. Um, and you're bringing back a lot of memories for me because, as Drew mentioned, we were part of the Apollo generation. I do know exactly where I was when we landed on the moon the first time. I was at my grandparents' house in the Midwest. It was a little bit uh, later out there. So I was having a very hard time staying up. Uh, I, Drew, do you remember that? Because it seemed like Neil Armstrong was was on the ledge of, of, of putting his foot on the moon for at least an hour. And I just kept going, is he, is he, is he going to get on the moon? Is he going to get on the moon? That's what I remember. I just I, I wanted to see the landing on the moon because I was tired and I just wanted to go to sleep. I was yeah, young. yeah. I was in a D.C., believe it or not. We were on a family vacation and I'll never it was a balmy night. And of course, we were upstairs, uh, you know, watching the moon landing. And of course, 
you know, I'm a lot older than everybody on this call by a hundred million years. But the point is that we were just transfixed uh, to the black and white TV in the, in the hotel room. And man, when it happened, it was just, everyone just let out a scream and it was just, it was chilling. A little bit of a side story on that. 40 years later, uh, you know, my family was taking a trip to DC and to New York. We happened to be in the Aerospace Museum, the Smithsonian, um, 40 years to the day after the landing. And who was in there was John Glenn. Um, oh, wow. the first person you know, to do the orbiting. I mean, Alan Shepard was the first person up, but uh, Glenn did the first uh, many orbits anyway. And I think, Jessica, this is uh, so cool that, uh, um, you know, you're, you're so enthralled with all this. Um, do you think your generation is now getting more geeked up on space travel that this is, uh, this is happening? Oh, absolutely. You know, they kept on pushing this message while we were over there that we are the Artemis generation, that in our lifetime, we are going to see, you know, Artemis land on the moon. And of course, you know, first woman, first person of color, these, you know, these amazing astronauts walk on the moon. And, you know, it's not only that they're going to land on the moon, but the whole mission together is ultimately they want to build a facility on the moon to do more space exploration and ultimately go to Mars in the future. And so, I mean, this is a defining moment in history and our generation, you know, we get to be a part and witness something so historical because yes, we've lived here on earth, but imagine, you know, having more space exploration or, you know, places to visit on a different planet, that's wild. And so, you know, this is the start of that. This is the beginning of that. So we are the Artemis generation and we're going to, we together are going to be able to witness, you know, history and, and, and then that's quite special. So I, I love that NASA did this NASA social because the story is being told through many different voices, through many different platforms with unique people that is sharing that story. So I think our generation is getting excited, you know, for this and it's going to, that excitement is going to continue to grow. Let me ask you this. When they ask you to be the first, uh, first social media expert to go up on the Artemis to be one of the other moon landings, are you going to say yes? Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> are you kidding me? That's like my dream. That's what I've, <laughs> my dream has been to be in a, in a spaceship and to look at, you know, earth while orbiting space that has been a dream and so I was a documentary maker that was part of the social uh, asked me that question and I was so excited I was like yes yes take me to the moon NASA it, it was like NASA it was supposed to be a time for me to to tell NASA you know to select me so the answer <laughs> is yes <laughs> so you'll be in this documentary as well yeah I'll be in the do I'll be in this documentary yes I wanted to ask you, so you have been, how many years have you uh, been on social media creating content? Um, since it first was started getting, you know, popular. I know MySpace was one of the first social oh, media boy, platforms. Oh <laughs> boy, That was the wild west. Yeah, okay. right. But then I guess what it, when, when Facebook, you know, started getting popular, that's where I, I really immersed myself. So what is well, that? 
2009-ish. About, yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's hard to imagine it's been around for that long. And what are some of the, the platforms that you're on? I know that you said you it took a break, but what what are some of the platforms? That, here's, here's a chance to plug yourself. Oh, uh, sure. And, and, uh, <laughs> and let us yes. know all the different places that we can find you. So I'm mostly uh, active on Instagram. That's prancing underscore fox. I did, because of the social, I did create a Twitter um, that is at Flowtris, that's F-L-O-W-T-R-I-S-S, and then, you know, Facebook as well, Prancing Fox as well, but the most active I am is on Instagram, and so there, you know, if anyone wants to see my coverage of NASA, they can go to my highlight, my story highlights, and that's where you're able to just kind of walk the journey of what, when I was at the Kennedy Space Center, um, at NASA and my experience. So we not we weren't only there for the launch uh, attempt, but we were there two days in advance. And so I was able to go to the headquarters and um, look at all the amazing things that created, or the you know the building that created where they built the rocket and just a, a bunch of really cool places on NASA grounds. And I covered that in my Instagram story highlights. And I wanted to ask you, because NASA started this program called NASA Social, which you applied for and 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 got in. And I would be worried that a large corporation like NASA would be a little bit out of touch, maybe, with, with the common person. Um, and so I'm, I'm wondering uh, how you thought that they handled their launch of the social media platform and just how, uh, how strategic it was to say, hey, instead of uh, getting one or two big influencers to do Beyonce or whoever, let's invite um, just a, just a dozens and dozens of people from across the country uh, with, with smaller followings uh, to help spread this. Did you, uh, obviously, you got picked, so I imagine you think it's a great idea. But uh, just from a, a digital content creator perspective, do you, do you think that NASA really, really hit it on the nose with this one? Absolutely. Absolutely. So typically, they will host when they do these NASA socials between 35 to 50 people or digital creators, I should say. But for this one, because it's so historic, they wanted to invite a hundred. And so most of the followers had large followings. And so I actually looked for the social media coordinators and just, I, I, I asked like, you know, I know I was selected and I was just telling her, I, you know, I don't have a big following. And so she said, well, out of the hundred, we wanted to select a, a few where their story really moved us. I mean, even that alone was special because they weren't just keeping in mind all these, you know, very popular digital creators, but people with just like a normal voice, just an average person like me. Um, so that was very special. And I think this is very strategic. I will tell you their social media team is amazing. Most of them are young, they are female, there's only one male, and they are so passionate about what they do. And I think all of the strategies that really they're moving forward in is, is, ama is amazing and is getting the word out about what NASA is all about. And I will also share with you, I was able to meet the NASA administrator, so he's, you know, um, Bill, Bill Nelson, and he, he, he got all of us together, all the digital creators, and he was just talking to us. So he is like the top person of NASA currently. And he was looking at us all, speaking to us, and he was saying, I want you to know 
how much it means to me that you are here. He said, we here at NASA, we can build rockets all day. We have engineers, you know, we're an expert in our field. But what matters is, is people like you sharing our story. And so just hearing that from him meant so much because he brought, he was, you know, saying there is value to people who communicate and, and are part of, um, you know, sharing messages on social media and on platforms. And so I think NASA, not only the social media team, but even leadership is having such a great um, step forward into sharing their story and using these different platforms and these very creative ways to do so, like the NASA social. And how did your followers, how, how have they reacted? What, what, what kind of uh, reactions did you get? Oh, they are so, they were so excited. I feel like um, I heard a, a lot of, it, it has been an inspiration for them to see me there to, for me to hear, you know, a, about the Artemis launch, the launch attempts, you know, through my voice. And, you know, one thing I, I wanted to also share with them is, you know, you, you can do anything you put your mind to, you just have to apply it, honestly. And, you know, by me just applying for this NASA social um, is proof that you can accomplish your dreams if you just, you know, try. And so I try to share that with my followers, but I got a lot of questions as well about Artemis. I think it also sparked a lot of curiosity about space and Artemis and the mission. Uh, one very popular question was, what do astronauts eat? And so we didn't learn about that over there. <laughs> we learned about their suits, but not so much what they ate. So um, I feel like curiosity and inspiration are two themes that really came forth from my experience at NASA through those that follow me. Um, yeah, because they were asking questions and I was learning. So I was learning at the same time they were learning too. So I was really excited to share information that was, I, I was being you know told and taught um, to my followers. So it was very exciting. And it still is, I still get questions today. I don't know how to answer them. Like how tall is Artemis? I, I had to look it up. 30, 36 stories tall, if, if I say that correctly. Yeah, you know, it, what, what's interesting, uh, Jessica, I'm so glad that uh, NASA administrator said how important communications is. Uh, it made me smile because uh, you got your AA in mass media and communications. Um, you know, a billion years ago, I got my journalism degree uh, and then a master's of science and mass communication. So you're, we're kindred spirits. Um, and I'm sure uh, Kevin's in that list as well. Um, and, you know, I'm really glad that he brought that up because there's nothing more than uh, good communicators. Uh, and storytellers, and that's what you are. You're a storyteller, and you hear that word used a lot more these days. Um, talk about how that degree uh, really helped you uh, to uh, do this project with uh, NASA Social, and in, and also how does it help you in your current job at UCR? Yeah. So as Kevin mentioned, I did receive my Mass Media Communications AA from Rio Hondo Community College in 2015, one of the best decisions of my life. And if I could kind of share a little bit, at that point, I actually had a bachelor's degree in business. And, you know, because I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I backtrack a little bit. And so I, I knew that I was a creative person, marketing, um, storytelling, all of that really did interest me. So I thought, oh, let me go to Rio and, you know, try the program out and see what it's all about. Every single class was, I was operating in my strength. I loved it. 
I learned photojournalism, journalism, you know, um, and I had great professors. So if I could mention one, Ruthu Ritana. Oh, she was amazing. Yes. So she took me under her wing and I would have ideas and she would say, yeah, let's go for it. You know, in fact, I was the one that created the Instagram, uh, Rio Hondo's Instagram. I, I go back sometimes and I go to the very first post. I was like, that's right. I did create, you know, she gave me the opportunity to, to freely express myself through my creativity and market the, the, the college. And that was amazing. And she was very supportive. Um, she gave me the tools to, to thrive there. I was able to interview the president of Rio Hondo at the time. And um, just all these opportunities of interviewing, you know, leaders there on the campus and create uh, marketing materials, videos, uh, pamphlets, and she just opened up the door with open arms and was ready to give me opportunities to grow as a very young professional. So she she's amazing. And she's even given me this opportunity. You know, she connected with you all. And so she continues to be someone very important in my life. And I'm forever grateful for her. You know, it's amazing just when you get just the, the approval or the inspiration from one person. And it's obvious that you've spent all of your time since then. Uh, paying it forward, you know, and and now you're that person that is inspiring others, uh, just like Ruthie in, inspired you, and then those others are are being inspired, and they're inspiring others, and it's it's a, uh, it's a it's, you know, it's like a domino effect, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And so I, I'm forever thankful for her, and and I hope it continues. I I hope to be that for my daughters. I hope to be that for other young Latinas who aren't sure what they want to do, but they see me, and I'm a pretty simple person. It's like, oh, if Jess can do it, I can do it too. And you know, those that are listening to this, you know, to this recording right now, I I hope that this inspiration domino effect, as you say, continues and continues, and it never goes away. You know, that's a great uh, you know, tribute to uh, uh, Rio Hondo and even on the bigger scale, the community colleges, uh, certainly in our uh, you know state. And we all know Kevin and I talk about this quite a bit. Um, California just has unbelievable community colleges, phenomenal teachers and professors um, that really help uh, students like you uh, really uh, get into the into the mix of things. Can you talk a little bit about uh, your role? Uh, at uh, UC Riverside as the College Corps Assistant Director. Yeah, so I, yes, I work at UC Riverside. I am the Assistant Director for our College Corps program, and my focus area is education. So um, College Corps is actually a very new initiative from the governor's office, and there is 48 new partners. So there's campuses, 48 campuses across California that started college. Actually, I think Rio Hondo is one of them, if I'm not mistaken. And what we do is we have students from our colleges or our university, um, and more specifically, UCR has 150, what they're called fellows. So if you hear me say fellows, that's students. 150 fellows, and they will tackle societal issues like um, food insecurities, um, any, you know, climate issues and education issues. So our, our three areas is education, food insecurities, climate action, where they will do, you know, they will work with the community and make a difference. So they have to do 450 hours. Um, and I get the privilege of working with those that are going to be tutoring students. And um, the students that they tutor, they have to be identified as coming from a low income family and that uh, are struggling academically. So 
I get to help our fellows, our students along the way. And I, I just love what I do. It's so rewarding. It's, it's amazing. We just finished our orientation and, you know, talk about impactful work. This is impactful work. And one thing, if I could mention about College Corps, for, and this is and part of an AmeriCorps program, it's the first time that we open up our program to dreamers. So part of our students, we have dreamers. And um, so our students will actually get a scholarship, $10,000 for participating in this program. So not only are we helping our students get out of debt, uh, school debt, um, we are also impacting the community. So I, I feel very, very blessed to be a part of a team that you know is making a, a huge impact. And so I love the team that I work with and I love the work that I do and I love the students that I get to work alongside. It's, it's very inspirational. So that's a little bit about what I do. <laughs> Terrific. Kevin? Jess, I am just kind of blown away. You are so passionate about education. You already had a bachelor's degree, and then you decided to go back to Rio Hondo uh, just to try out uh, communications. Uh, after that, you 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 have been worked at several different universities all across the country. I see Duke University, and also uh, and you see you're just so passionate about everything. I just uh, you're, you're you're continuing taking college classes today, are you not? That is correct. Yes. <laughs> you just, you just can't get enough and you're raising two young children. Yes. I am a foster mother currently and we, they're biological sisters. So my husband and I will be able to adopt them around Christmas time. So we're really excited. So what do you see in their future uh, oh. as, as you're raising them and, and all of the great stories that you're going to be able to tell them? Yes. Well, I will tell you, um, so kind of going back to NASA, I was able to go into the vehicle assembly building. That's where they build the rockets. I just remember being in that moment was like, well, this is amazing. And I had a moment and I thought about my daughters. They came across my mind and, and I got my phone and I recorded and, I, and I, I did a message for them and I shared it on my social media and I let them know, look where mama is at. I am here in NASA in the vehicle assembly building. I want you to know you know, you can do anything you put your mind to. You can do anything. Look where I'm at. And so, you know, I, it was a very short message. I was crying a little bit. And that is what I want them to know, that they can do anything that they put their mind to, that there are so many opportunities out there. I love that I work in education because I can help them in their educational journey. I know about colleges. I know about universities. I understand the language. And so I want them to know that there are, that the possibilities are endless. They can go for the moon. Um, they can, they truly can. And so I love that I get to share this NASA experience, you know, with them at such a young age, you know, maybe that might spark a curiosity for science, for STEM. And I love that I can introduce that to them. So I hope that they can look at me and, and, and know that, you know, education is important that if you reach for your dreams you can accomplish anything and that's what i want i want them to know that's what i want them to to have from me what i remember from when i was a kid the the original apollo launches it created just so much interest 
in kids to, about space exploration. And I'm not sure how many kids grew up to be engineers themselves, but I'm sure it was a lot more than we would have had had there not been a space program back then. So I'm seeing that this could possibly be something that could tip the scales into something that benefits STEM education by just getting more kids interested in it. I mean, I know that they already have robotics and they have coding and apps and all that, but you've seen a rocket that is 36 stories high, <laughs> just waiting on the on the launch pad to go out into space. And that I think is, is even more incredible than just having a phone computer in your pocket. Although both are pretty incredible. And I think one wouldn't have been accomplished without the other. So do you think that this would, this program is going to lead to more interest in STEM education for kids? Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, while I was over there, um, NASA, because of Artemis, they created a comic book and it is the first woman that went to the, it's about a first woman that went to the moon and she's Latina. Um, so I like, right when I got back from NASA and I, I read books to my girls almost every night. So, you know, we read that night when I got back, we read that comic book. And so I feel that, you know, they are start, well, I don't, I'm not up to date whether like on the programs they've already created, but you know, I know that from this opportunity, there there is going to be opportunities that stem forth from this for more um, curiosity in STEM for children. And in fact, one of the um, um, her name was Pamela Mallor Pamela Mallory, so she's uh, one of the top officials of NASA. Um, when she was speaking to us the digital creators at NASA, she said, what you're doing is so important because there is a child out there looking at the stories that you are creating and you just never know, they might become the astronaut that goes to Mars because of the story that you shared and the curiosity that you brought forth from the, from the knowledge and information of your time here at NASA. So I feel that certainly there is going to be more curiosity coming forth in regards to space exploration and the work that NASA does. Curiosity and inspiration. I believe that some of those names have been names of space shuttle rockets and, and the like. Let's talk a little bit about uh, you're a poet, you're a musician, you do so many creative things. What is your inspiration for that? Did you, when, when you were growing up, did you read a lot of books? Did you listen to a lot of music? Uh, let's tap into your creative uh, talents a little bit here. Sure. My story is that I'm not supposed to, I'm not supposed to be here. That's, you know, when I was, when I was, yeah, I won't go into, you know, the details, but I, my, my life is precious to me because I have an understanding that at a very young age, you know, something was going to happen and, and, and I made it and I survived and I am here. And when I found that out, I was too young to understand at the time, but when I found that out as an adult or actually as a teenager, yeah, as a teenager, I remember I, with my life, I wanted to hit the ground running. I wanted to get involved in everything and I wanted to enjoy life. I wanted to be happy and express myself. And the way that I knew how to do that was through anything creative. And so I learned how to, you know, play instruments, the guitar, the piano. And from there, I was able to write music and express my thoughts and feelings. Um, my parents were both photographers and I had them, you know, teach me. They, I inherited their Nikon camera, the old school, you know, with the film. <laughs> I loved it. I, I was all about it. Uh, so I inherited that from them. And um, my poetry just came natural to me. Uh, I 
loved creative writing classes. And so I immersed myself in that. I would sign up for, you know, poetry contests. And so because I knew that I I knew that it was a miracle for me to be here in this in this life. I and still till this day, I don't ever want to waste a moment. I wanna live to the fullest and do good things and be good and create and express myself and spread love and positivity the most that I can. I mean, I'm human, <laughs> but the best that I really can day to day, day in, day out, and really learn to be a good person and, you know, and, 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 and create. And that's what makes me happy. Create, creating, creating, creating. So as long as I'm creating, you know, I, and expressing myself and immersing myself in all of this, you know, I feel good. And I feel that there, that's my purpose. You must be creating all the time because, I, as I said at the beginning of the show, you are just relentlessly upbeat and happy. <laughs> so I think you have a pretty good philosophy there. Uh, we are talking to Jessica Estrada, a uh, former intern at Rio Hondo College. She is a current assistant director of the uh, Californians for All College Corps program at University of California at Riverside. And she was part of the NASA social team for the Artemis One space launch, which got postponed twice, but uh, we'll eventually make it up to the air. She's chronicled it. And she's our guest today on California School News Radio. We are getting a little bit towards the end of the program. Uh, we are so happy to have you on the program. Drew, do you have any final thoughts for Jess here? I do. Um, so what inspirational words would you give to people that want to follow in your footsteps? Someone that wants to uh, go to uh, Rio Hondo College, wants to be a mass uh, media and communications uh, uh, major and get the AA degree. What would you say to them? Yeah, well, I'll first share a life quote that I adopted from Shola Richards. He spoke at our campus uh, here at UC Riverside not too long ago. And when he said this, it just I adopted it. And it became my life quote, which is, I belong in any room that I walk into. So if I can share a message with you all, is that you are amazing. You are unique. And you bring so much value to any room, to any space that you walk into. So never doubt yourself, whether that is a interview or whether that you're in the class for the first time or whatever space it might be, never doubt yourself. You belong there because you are uniquely you. Um, I would encourage other people to, or people to also just, you know, go for it. If you are at the verge right now, if I could just speak to somebody out there right now, if you are on the verge of, of, of doing something that is just out of the ordinary, that you are interested in, but you have been hesitant, I say, go for it go for it. The worst thing is that it just doesn't happen. But the best thing is that it just might happen. And that is literally what happened to me with the NASA social. I mean, the worst thing is that they would have said no. The best thing is they would have said yes. And guess what? Because I tried, because I put my, you know, my foot forward and gave it an attempt, I was able to have that opportunity. So whatever it is that you are hesitant about, you're not too sure about, I say, go for it. You never know what's going to happen. I think there's so many folks these days, uh, um, you know, lose that spirit of, you know, um, I'm going to go for it. What do I have to lose? I have nothing to lose. And uh, I might find out something different about myself or about the project on that. So um, I think that's uh, great advice. It can't be stated enough. And um, it's just been just a pleasure chatting with you and hearing your enthusiasm ooze out of you. I agree with uh, Kevin on that and just wishing you nothing but great success moving forward. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jessica, for uh, being on the program. Again, Jessica Estrada uh, from Rio Hondo College, from UC Riverside, and also the NASA Artemis One social media team. Uh, we At the end of the program, we always uh, give you a chance to uh, give some shout outs and, and say hi to people uh, that you want to. So if you'd like to, here's here's a chance right now. Oh my goodness. I want to give a shout out to my husband, Rudy Estrada. You are amazing. Keep moving forward to my family, my mom, my sisters, my nieces. I love you all so much. I love you to the moon and I love you back. Um, to my girls, Isabella, Samantha, I can't wait for you to hear this in the future and understand what mama's saying. And I hope you're inspired by it. I love you. I love you. I love you so much. And to all of my family and friends that are listening to this, that follow me on my social media. Thank you so much for following me. Without you, I would not have a following and also would not have had the opportunity to be part of the NASA social. So you are also who got me there too. So thank you, everyone. I just um, hope that you are all doing great and that you are inspired to do something amazing. Wow. Wow. That is so wonderful. I, I have to say, California, for on behalf of California School News Radio, we love you. This was <laughs> this was fantastic. Uh, just uh, wouldn't you agree, Drew? Oh, absolutely spectacular. And looking forward to having her make a return appearance somewhere That's down right. the road. That's right. So, yeah. So please come back and visit us again in the future. Uh, hopefully, uh, well, uh, whether you see the launch or not, uh, because you have so much wisdom to impart. And next time, maybe, uh, you know, bring some of your poetry. Uh, you know, we'd love to, you know, hear you recite some poetry or, or you know, uh, sing a song or something like that. So. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time. This has been amazing. Really nice meeting you both. You both are very inspirational mm. too. So thank you. You're very um, kind. You're very kind. Thank you, Jess. Thank you so much. Uh, well, that does it. That's a wrap on this edition of California School News Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to my co-host, Drew Schlossberg. Uh, we also have our engineers, Ad Santel, Andrew Landeros, and Kelly Wynn, uh, who uh, Kelly also handles our social media. Uh, thank you to our producers, Andy Torres and Danielle Paulus, uh, as well as Ray Mendoza from the hardest working education team in communications. And of course, as always, thank you to Val Martinez of VMA Communications for allowing us to do this each and every week. We will be off next week, but we'll be back in two weeks with a very special program. So we hope to see you then. And until then, stay safe and stay educated. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.